everybody welcome to the first episode of four sisters and a brother we invite you to our kitchen table you know when you have those family gatherings and y'all sitting around just shooting the breeze this is what it's like at our kitchen table and so we're inviting you in to our conversation so join us don't forget to like and subscribe we're so glad you're here today and today we are talking about sports balancing sports with your christian walk so join us so let's talk about something that's kind of near and dear to all of us. Most of us are educators or have had something to do with education, um, but and or sports in our lifetime. My brother is the only one, Rodney, over there, who's the only one with children. Um, none of us ladies have children yet. We hope to be moms someday. But this is a subject that just recently came up on a social media feed of mine. I like to just kind of jump in and and kind of hear your opinion as men and women of God and people who are in the church, but also in the real world. So I'm scrolling through Facebook and a local pastor here posts a video of himself preaching and he starts talking. The first line he says is in 20 years, it won't matter. And then he follows his statement by saying in 20 years, it won't matter how great of a soccer player your student or your child is. What matters is what you put into them spiritually. And they're going to need to know how to call on the Lord. They're going to need to know how to pray. They're going to need to know how to engage with God because of life and life can be hard. Well, this sparked a whole line of discussion um, from some of my friends that are my age, some friends that are not my age, but um, some defending what he said, some totally against it. Some of the arguments were, well, this gift and talent that my kid has, it came from God. So I should exploit it and put it out there and help them do the best that they possibly can do. And if that means missing church on Sundays or not going to youth group, then so be it. I'll make up for it on the back end. The others are saying, hey, you're putting a, a sports before God. So I just want to know, uh, you guys all participated in sports, whereas I did not and knowing how our parents are, what are your opinions about this? What 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 do you think about this day and age? Because clearly uh, sports for children is totally different now than what it was, even when you guys were doing this in the 90s and in the early 2000s, um, uh, you guys all played AAU, um, Candace played every sport under the sun. And so just kind of give your opinion about that. You know, in 20 years, will it matter? Um, what do you think? Anybody can jump in. I don't know. I still feel like uh, whatever whatever you do in life, you still should put God first and all. Because uh, like scripture says, uh, tomorrow's not promised and all. So uh, putting him first, uh, I feel like if you put him first, uh, then everything should fall into place, you know, at least uh, in, in his will, at least and all. But uh, with some parents who uh, put their kids future uh above you know god the practices of the bible would not and all you know uh i don't think it's gonna end up well for them you know i mean i don't know back and forth uh because uh, what's the scripture uh oh come on he, he grains on the just and the unjust so i mean granted they might still be blessed either way and all i can you know sometimes they might come around to the back end they might actually you know uh, find them later on in life, but I just feel like you should put them first. Put them first, first and all, then uh, everything else should fall into place. 
But some say that they are putting him first. I had one person on the comment section say, well, yeah, they might miss church, but I make sure that they go to the youth group on Friday or um, they try to make up for missed time in the house of God. And so, and then somebody else said, well, going to the house of God is not the only way to worship, is not the only way to train your child to reverence, respect, know who God is. And so I guess, where are the boundaries? Where's the balance in that? I was going to say, I think the problem is like a lot of parents these days um, bank on their kids making it. Um, they want to use them to get out of their own debt or so they don't have to like pay for college, which is, you know, what is AAU for? But at the same time, like you can't use your kids to live through them, like their glory days type thing. And I think a lot of parents are doing that these days. So when you, when you think of it that way, then yeah, you don't mind missing church or doing all this other stuff because at the end of the day, you know, you're in it for them, but it's really just you. I mean, I agree. I was going to say that I think, you know, as being one of those people who used to give people reality checks and have to tell people no and listen to people cry on the phone. Reality check is. What is that reality check? Uh, That reality check, uh, you know, know, I know this is an old statistic, but it used to be one out of eight student athletes made it pro. Um, or if it, it might be even lower now, uh, but I used to work in a field in which I worked with high school students to determine whether they would get scholarships to college to play sports. And um, I would talk to people on the phone who are crying saying, you know, please, even though there's nothing I can do about it. But um, ultimately you got to understand how college recruiting works. And these people only care about the bottom line. They have jobs to protect themselves and you uh, may not have elite talent. Therefore, they will not accept you and you might have to have a reality check. At the end of the day, you could have went to every AAU game. You could have been one of the best players, but you're a small drop in the bucket. And the reality is that you may never make it whatever you actually are trying to do, whether it be college, whether it be pro, and I think, you know, when you think about it, uh, the, the one scripture that says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness, all of these things will be added unto you. What is right? Then the question is, what is what is his righteousness? What is right for your life? And I think that sometimes people don't consider what's right for me. Um, they're just basically trying to wing it, doing what's right for someone else. Um, this guy had talent, so he did this and he did that. So therefore, I'm going to do the exact same thing he did and I'll make it. And that's just not true. Um, I also feel like your spiritual well-being can be sustained differently. Um, some people can do a Zoom and stay in tune with God. Some people can't. And, you know, they need the benefit of having people around them as people, you know, and not just virtual figures or uh, they can't just do a Friday night bonfire with the youth and stay in tune with God. They, they might just fall off the bandwagon completely. Who knows? And so I kind of feel like you got to find out what's actually right for you, what works for you, what keeps the balance for you. And it may not look the same as someone else. Well, I absolutely agree with that. And just kind of piggybacking off of what you said, I was thinking about this conversation. I think I mentioned it to you maybe this past weekend. 
oftentimes we put God in a box. And so I think it's, it's a great point that you said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and what is righteousness or what is right for you. And I think we put God in a box and we see, oh, my kid has a gift. And so I'm just going to push, push, push him or her in this direction because that's how God's going to open the door. I've had lots of parents as a former children's pastor tell me, well, this is how God is going to bless them. This is how God is going to give them a scholarship. And I think about you, Tiffany, playing basketball. I think all four years of high school, all years of middle school, but the blessing didn't come through basketball. It came through track. And, you know, although you went through all the AAU games and how our parents used to make y'all come at least to Sunday school or some part of the church service, even if you missed the whole thing, you had to get a little something of God, but we were always taught to put God first. And so the right path for you that opened the door for you wasn't to me what your biggest talent was in. It was actually track and field, which none of us saw coming because we all thought basketball scholarship. Well, if you were like me. And so I think that's a great point to make. What is right for you? And just because you see somebody else going down that path does not mean that's the path for you. Amen. I agree. I, agree. Um, I think it's a balancing act because I was going to bring up the point how I used to ask mommy and daddy why we had to go to church when we had practice. Why can't we just go to basketball practice? But it is a balancing act because in the end, what sustains anybody if they're if they have a true relationship with God is your relationship with God, no matter what you're doing, whether you're playing sports or whatever you're doing. And I think parents these days, because the emphasis is on sports so much, it's, it's, it's a money grab. It's a money industry. AAU is a money industry. And parents are paying thousands of dollars for their kids to be in AAU basketball. Um, I don't know about AAU track, but in travel baseball, travel softball. And they want to get the rewards out of that. But in doing that, I think you kind of lose if, if you're if, if you have a relationship with God, if you have a true relationship with God, you have to balance that because, you know, yes, your yes, your your son or daughter, they're very talented in this area. And yes, you're spending a lot of money, but you also as a parent still need to be looking out for their soul as well as a shepherd of your household. Um, so I definitely agree. And it should be definitely a balancing act when it comes to church. And, and like Jocelyn said, what worked and Jocelyn and Leah, what works best for that family household? Um, I don't put one over the other, um, but you do have to watch out for your, your spiritual and your salvation. I think mm -hmm. like um, when you was talking about that, I thought about like, at what cost are we talking about here? So we're, we're putting our, well, parents are putting their kids through sports, but at what cost, you know, you talk about being a shepherd. Um, right now, actually, I'm at a conference that has to deal with all student athletes. You know, the NCAA president is here and he's telling us about like his initiatives or whatever for the coming years and how like we're so influential, but at the same time, he gave a statistic of like, I think he said like 1,200 student athletes entered the transfer portal and didn't get picked up. So there's a ton more that entered, but 1,200 of those didn't get picked up by another university. So what are you doing now? You spent all this money 
in extracurricular activities. You did all this stuff and now they're left with nothing. So at what cost are you are are you willing to take for your being the shepherd of your home, um, kind of guarding over their their souls, I guess, your kids sold in that manner and raising them in a in a nice Christian manner. Like at what cost are you are you costing your kids, if that makes sense? You know, to that point, is just thinking, when does it become more of a gamble than it is an investment? If you think of Tiffany's numbers and what Tiffany just said, all everyone's trying this role. There's a whole bunch of people who are trying this role, probably more than now than it was when we were playing. So there's more and more people investing a lot of money into sports to try to get their kid to make it. At one point, does it become a gamble? Like, are we just gambling? Because this, are we in Vegas? Because that's basically what we're doing. Or is this basically an investment? We're saying, oh, we're investing in their future, but no, this is a gamble. Because at some point we have to look at the statistics and we, there's a good chance we're not going to win. You well, know? Look, look at the, the definition of gamble is when you're taking a chance. You're taking a so, large chance by doing this. Right. When you're taking a chance and, when, and, and, like, and like the casino, because I've been a couple of times, uh, but like, like the casino and all, you only bet how much that you have. So if you only if you only got fifty dollars and all like that, you're not betting over fifty dollars because over fifty dollars is taking a chance. Now these people, if they putting up their houses and they taking out loans for it and all like that, that's a gamble right there, and that's a gamble I don't think you should take and all. But you know, some people they feel like it. That's an investment. That's not an investment. Investment is when you have extra that you can put over that you're willing to lose. That's an investment. But uh, it's too much of a gamble when you do that. So yeah, I also think it's soul. But go ahead. I also mm-hmm. think it's changed because when we were in AAU, it wasn't like it is now. Like it may have been expensive, but at the same time, like it wasn't like college scouts are only going to AAU tournaments to get student athletes, potential student athletes. Like they actually went to your high school back in the day. That's kind of where they recruited you. Now, they don't even go to the high schools anymore. They go strictly to a lot of the AAU tournaments now. So then uh, more money is getting dumped into AAU or whatever. I don't know. Is AAU the only one out there? No, I think there's a lot of shoe sponsor ones like a Nike Summit and and this or that or the other that people go to. But yeah, like, so I think the, the landscape of amateur athletics looks a lot different than when we played. And that I think they go to the, the right AAU up. games because these people are already invested so much money into that. So it's just everybody's paying everybody and all. Yeah. Okay. Right. Well, good stuff. I mean, it is a gamble versus an investment. And like you said, is you're gambling with your child's talent, but you're also gambling with their, um, I think somebody already said it, that you are the pastor or the keeper. What do you call What do you call it? Shepherd effort of your child's soul. So I'm going to kind of wrap up this conversation with this. This is my, my final thought. And if anybody has something after me, you're more than welcome to share it. But um, to kind of close this conversation out and just talking about the balance between allowing our students and our kids to be kids 
And then what is our obligation as the shepherd of their soul? So I go back to the scripture and I know some people are going to fight me on this, fight me. I don't care. It's the word of God, even though it is Old Testament, Deuteronomy, the sixth chapter tells parents what they ought to do. And it says, uh, listen, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. And you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul and all your strength. And you must commit yourself wholeheartedly to these commands that I have given you today. Repeat them again and again to your children. Talk about them when you're at home and when you're on the road and when you're going to bed and when you're getting up, tie them to their hands and wear them to the forefront of the, as a reminder, write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. Okay, so we're talking about this scripture and the, the main charge in that pa passage is to parents. So my thing is, uh, pastor, uh, the pastor that put that video out was absolutely correct in, you know, making sure you teach your students or your children to, you can tell them the teachers to, <laughs> uh, to your children to honor God first, but their main spiritual foundation comes from the home. If parents, Christian parents who have kids who are involved in sports and athletics are only depending on the church to put you have already failed because the passage is to you to teach them. It says rehearse them when they're getting up, when they're going to bed, when you're on the road, when you are going laying down for the night, when you're sitting at the dinner table. That just means you are practicing and teaching and modeling the word of God all of the time. And since you're modeling all the time, when they get to church, that is the whipped cream. That is the cherry on top. That reinforces what you have already taught them. And so if they miss a Sunday or two or three or four, it should not completely devastate their spiritual being because you've been building them like the scripture has said. Those are my final thoughts on that. And again, you, there needs to be balance. They do need to develop good habits of devotional skills and coming to church and understanding that fellowshipping with the body of Christ is important. So you can't be an island on your own, but the meat of what they're going to get has to come from you the Christian parent. And as a, as a children's pastor, there used to be a pet peeve of mine. When you walk into my classroom or this space or this area for a youth group or for children's ministry, I shouldn't have to explain to you who Moses is. You should know who he is because my parents talked about him. I shouldn't have to explain to you what happened with Noah and his ark because your parents have already talked to you about that. And so since they have talked to you, then I'm coming to add the icing on the cake. And so it is the parents' responsibility. And for each family, it's going to be different because they're going to be led by God according to what their purpose and destiny is. And so they have to be spirit led, but ultimately the responsibility lies with the parent to teach them the ways of the Lord. And when they stand before God, that is what he's going to hold you accountable for, not how many games you went to. Preach, Pastor. Enough said. Amen. All right. Well, we thank you for joining us for our episode of Four oh, Sisters brother. and a Brother. So thank you so much for joining. Hey, remember that the thoughts and opinions expressed on this show are solely ours and do not reflect any other institution or places of work or worship. So join us again next week. We'd love for you to join back. And hey, leave some comments in the end in below. Let us know how you feel. What do you think um, about church versus sports, balance versus um, boundaries when it comes to your child? participating in sports as a believer. We will see you next week. Thanks, guys. Bye.